From the Aleuts at Kizar to the glory days at the stick. From who's got it better than us to brick by brick. It's always the 49ers way from off season to game day. Yeah, we talk back. It's the 49ers cut back. It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time. Welcome to the show. Welcome, everyone, that's jumped into chat right now. We're going to have a really good one. Tons of 49ers information and news today, including building uh, their practice squad. Not completely built yet, but a lot of really big names on there. And the 49ers have had, had it all happen today. They've had players claimed. They've claimed players. They've signed players. They've waived players. Uh, it has been a lot of movement for the San Francisco 49ers as they continue to build their 50 man roster and what's up to everyone that's in chat how's it going spy nick danger shooter what's up scott john of course how's it going ronald as well what is up everyone welcome to chat and so we'll get right into all the moves that have happened of course uh throughout the day i, I was waiting for some of these things to come out and now the 49ers have officially announced uh some of the practice squad we can get into a lot of the moves that took place today including the 49ers waving running back Trey Sermon. So uh, I had actually predicted that they would move on from Trey Sermon. It didn't appear that they did it after yesterday, but they waited and now moved on because they had a claim in. And they had got a claim on offensive lineman Blake Hance. Uh, he was with the Cleveland Browns. He's played offensive tackle. He's also played interior offensive line. So some of that, they're reaching out to teams, gauging you know what the trade market will look like for an offensive lineman. Uh, Hance ends up being that guy. 6'6", 310". Uh, he was with the Buffalo Bills as an undrafted free agent in 2019. He's played for the Bills. He's played for the Commanders. Uh, he's played for the Jacksonville Jaguars. So he's moved around a lot. This is somebody that fits what Kyle Shanahan likes to do on offense, an athletic player that can definitely do a bunch of things. I'm looking forward to getting into his film as well uh, because I think we can see what he's going to be able to add to this football team because he becomes a member of the 53-man roster. So I'm going to go ahead and, and and make sure I can see what everyone says first. And Joel is saying, what's your thoughts on Sermon? I actually thought this was going to happen. After everything that I had saw in training camp, everything that I'd seen in the preseason, I thought the 49ers were going to move on from Trey Sermon. Uh, the other guys just outplayed him. That's just what it came down to. It's nothing against Sermon. Sermon has showed massive improvement. But Sermon got outplayed by the other guys, including Jeff Wilson Jr., uh, Ty Davis-Price, and, and Jordan Mason. They just were better. And when it came down to it, the 49ers were looking to keep the best possible guys. They moved on from Jamichael Hasty. Hasty got claimed by the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's one of two players that got claimed in waivers. Jaguars get Jamichael Hasty, And the Washington Commanders get a six-round pick, Tariq Castro-Fields. So Castro-Fields, a lot of people were hoping we're going to be able to get him to the practice squad. That doesn't happen. He's going to be playing in Washington for the commanders. So those were a couple of things that happened. The Sermon one uh, surprised me that it happened after yesterday because I thought after yesterday he was going to be secured. I thought maybe they would make some sort of a roster move, maybe put one of those running backs on IR. That wasn't the case. Once they got the claim uh, for Hans, they went ahead and moved on from Sermon. So a third round pick that doesn't work out. But if you strike on a player like Jordan Mason as an undrafted free agent, it ends up working out. Yeah, you could look at it as, we traded up, we lost capital, we used a third round pick we could have used on someone else for Sermon. Or you look at it that, you know what, our scouting department just did a really good job. And when it came down to it, we found a guy that was undrafted that ended up being better than a third round pick. 
this is, happens all the time throughout the draft. It happens with a lot of undrafted free agents, including this football team, where undrafted free agents like Aziz Alshire and Emmanuel Mosley are going to be starting players for this defense. Uh, so big ups to the 49ers front office and scouting department for going out and finding these players that are available. And 49ers faithful forever says, Sermon is gone and replaced with a backup guard tackle. Ha ha. Uh, replaced, yeah, and right now they have 10 offensive linemen on the current 53-man roster. They had Nick Zakel as the ninth guy, and now the 10th guy is Hans. So 49ers have went all in on offensive line. I wonder if we're going to see some sort of movement with Daniel Brunskill. I don't know what his health is like. I'm hoping he's going to be able to practice because I'd really like to have him as one of those guys, the sixth guy for sure, against Chicago. Uh, but so far, that hasn't happened. We don't know what's going to happen with him. And Sean says... What do you think about the O-line we, pick, we picked up so far from what I've saw? And I've only done limited uh, film watch on him. I'm, I'm just going to keep it honest. I've watched just a, a little bit, some clips of him. I thought overall he looks like a talented individual that makeup-wise, 6'6", 310, fits what Kyle Shanahan wants uh, from an offensive lineman. Do I believe he can play tackle? I think he can play right tackle in the NFL. Uh, I don't think he can play left tackle. Do I believe he can slide inside to guard? Yeah, I can. So I think that this guy has versatility for the Niners, and they're going to be able to use him and develop him. Uh, so I'm I'm curious because, you know, Stefanski in Cleveland runs a very similar offensive style-wise to what Kyle Shanahan does. So this could be more of a plug-and-play situation. 49ers get more depth uh, and get another really extremely athletic offensive lineman that they can use. So I'm looking forward to actually breaking down his film over the next week or so. Uh, Mosquito Killer says, made my way back for a live show. What's going on, Ed? How's it going, Mosquito Killer? I hope you're having a good day. Always nice to have you here. And then uh, Grimace says, you think Sermon clears waivers? Or is he uh, gone till we snag him up and make him all pro? I think he is going to potentially pass through waivers. I mean, we've had the first round where everyone put in their claims. Sermon might make it now. Uh, it could have been strategic. The 49ers wait. Let that, you know, all the first wave happen with all the claims. You know, guys like Jermichael Hasty, everybody getting claimed. And you go ahead and you bring Sermon back. They do have spots on their practice squad. What's up, Marvin? How's it going? Uh, they do have practice squad spots available. And we'll go through the practice squad here in one second. Because there were also a couple of other moves. And, of course, everyone kind of came into chat yesterday and let me know that they were going to end up putting Jimmy Ward on IR. Makes sense, right? They were going to end up putting... Um, Curtis Robinson on IR, and there was going to be two corresponding signings. The 49ers confirmed that today uh, when they announced that they have signed, re-signed a tight end Tyler Croft. So the 49ers have four tight ends. Uh, that's going to go a long way in showing what this 49ers team is going to look like early on in the season. And of course, defensive lineman Jordan Willis also back. And the questions yesterday were, oh my gosh, nine defensive linemen. Now, why would the 49ers do nine? We were fully expecting them to keep 11. Here is why. The big news coming out of the practice squad right away is one name that stood out above all the rest. Tomoko Ture is going to be on the practice squad. So the Niners get the 10th guy with Jordan Willis. Tomoko Ture is a guy that has the ability to, uh, to, I mean, to play a lot of snaps in this league and play a lot for the 49ers. He's on the practice squad. So the Niners do have 11 very talented defensive linemen, but they weren't done there on the D-line. Bringing back interior defensive lineman Akeem Spence. That's another veteran with a lot of ability. And also uh, bringing back, uh, I was trying to see, uh, defensive lineman Alex Barrett. So those three guys are the D linemen that they brought back. Barrett, of course, has been a part of this practice squad uh, for the last few years. But he's actually looked pretty good. 
I have no problem. If, if they got into a situation where they need to ele elevate Alex Barrett to the active roster, I think I'd feel pretty comfortable with that because uh, Barrett does a pretty good job, and he's impressed all throughout training camp. To me, he was an exciting guy. Of course, he was never going to make this roster, but as having a guy in the practice squad, a depth guy, I absolutely love that. And the comments continue to go. As Mr. Corey says, Jordan Mason will be the start be starter before the season's over. I disagree. Oh, for this mere fact, I seen Elijah Mitchell run during training camp. Elijah Mitchell is head and shoulders above everyone else in that room, and it's not close. So I do love Jordan Mason, but I do not like him more than our guy at the at the front, Elijah Mitchell. He's really good. And what's up, P. Murr? Welcome to chat as well. Uh, John says, uh, I liked Hasty better than Sermon anyways, but let's go, Mitchell. I think that is a fair way to go. Ronald Marks says, Kamoko Trey made it to the practice squad. I thought I read. That is correct. A lot of good things coming out of it. And let's go through more of the moves. Let's go, just go ahead and go through all of them. We talked about Barrett. So they bring back another veteran in safety, Tayshawn Gibson, who if they don't make another move, could end up coming up to the active roster, being elevated for the first part of the season when Jimmy Ward is not available and he's now on the IR officially. So Gibson gives the 49ers some ability there to have a fourth safety. Offensive lineman Alfredo Gutierrez, of course, is a part of the international uh, exchange program, which means he does not count against this practice squad. So Alfredo, this is the last year that that can happen. Next year, he would count, but why? this is why 49ers coach Kyle Shanahan kept saying 70 guys. We're cutting from 90 to 70 because you're going to build this practice squad with 17 guys because of Alfredo Gutierrez. Uh, this one made me super excited. In fact, the next two made me so excited. Safety Taylor Hawkins, who was one of my guys as soon as we had undrafted free agent signings, and Quantrez Knight, both those guys I'm super excited about. I think they can develop and probably help this football team in some manner down the road. That's really what I wanted. And I think Hawkins and Quantrez Knight with a little bit more seasoning, if needed during the regular season, will be able to come in and produce five, six, seven games in the season. That's really nice. Wide receiver, young guy, Tay Martin, had a lot of development during the year. Uh, he's going to be on this practice squad. And the reason it's not all veteran wide receivers, you're only allowed to keep six veteran players with more than four accrued seasons on your practice squad. So they needed to keep a mixture of veterans, uh, two rookie players. And so you get a wide receiver like Tay Martin, who he has developed and got better. Linebacker Marcelino McCurry Ball, which I know will make everyone super excited in chat. Uh, offensive lineman Jason Poe. Uh, that was a, a far gone conclusion if he cleared waivers. And the 49ers took a chance and it worked out, right? They knew what they were doing. Defensive lineman Akeem Spence. We talked about offensive lineman Keaton Sutherland, which might surprise some people that Sutherland is still around. Uh, but when you're a guy that understands what Chris Furster wants to do on the offensive line, who's played for him before, Kyle Shannon, and they must feel comfortable having him there as a veteran presence in case they suffer some catastrophic injuries. And of course, the last one, uh, we because we already talked about Kamoko Ture, was Malik Turner, which I'm sure everyone is happy about because special teams-wise, uh, Malik Turner is one of those guys. So I think right now those are some guys that we're excited about having on this practice squad. And I'm going to look at some of your comments as well. Uh, make sure I didn't miss anything. Uh, Grimace says, I like Tyler Croft, and I'm only basing that on the fact that he's got good hands in, the, in Madden. Uh, I like Tyler Croft a lot for the mere reason that I watched him be so consistent during training camp. He was fantastic. He made plays during the preseason as well. Croft is a very solid tight end, and he's shown himself to be an adequate receiver in the red zone, which I believe with his big frame and big body at 6'6", 250-plus pounds, he can add a huge dynamic to this 49ers offense. 
You want to go ahead and you want to cover George Kittle. That's great. Let me match up Tyler Croft on a linebacker or safety that can't meet those size requirements. Here comes the box out. Here comes the touchdown. So I like the two, three, and four tight ends that we have on this team. Maybe the Niners can you know, put three tight end sets. If you're getting a three tight end set that's Kittle, Warner, and Croft, not only can they all block when these big running backs run it down your throat, but if they leak one of them out, they can make a play as well. So I'm enjoying overall the way the 49ers are building the team. And Sean says, yes, so stoked about Teray. He had an incredible camp and preseason. I am as well. I did not want to lose Kamoko Teray, uh, but we're not going to lose Kamoko Teray now. And Mr. Corey says, Elijah Mitchell gets hurt too much. That's why I said that. You know what I'll take? I'll take 11 games of Elijah Mitchell playing the way he did last year because that really helps your team. But you're right. He has to stay healthy. And that's something that I think they're going to do because they have volume running backs now. Jordan Mason, uh, TDP, Jeff Wilson Jr. They can all be volume carry guys, which means it takes pressure off Elijah Mitchell to carry the ball 15 to 20 times a game. Now you can give him 12 to 15 carries, uh, explosive opportunities for him to go out and make football uh, plays. And if you need him 20 plus, he can do it because you know the next game you can turn to Jeff Wilson Jr. who had one heck of a preseason and training camp as well. And only played in one game. Go watch those reps. Uh, he was really good and all that. And uh, Ronnie's very excited about McCrary Ball, as well you should be. Hugh says the 49ers are telling you with four tight ends, the size of their backs and the run-blocking skills, their O-line, that they are going to pound the rock. They're definitely letting the league know, oh, all you, all you other teams are going five wide receivers. All of you guys are investing in defensive, uh, you know, secondary because you need to be able to stop those receivers. How are you going to handle, yeah, you have a really good nickel. Your base 4-3 is not as good. Your base 3-4 is not as good. That's good for us. Uh, whenever a, a league is trending one direction, whenever you can go against the trend in some manner, you become difficult to prepare for. So if everyone is used to preparing for three, four, five wide receiver looks, uh, spread it out, throw the ball around, they build their team a certain way to be able to stop it. Now, when you have an outlier team like the 49ers that can load up with tight ends and big running backs and jam it down your throat, and you don't have a quality linebacker that can come in and be in those run fits, all of a sudden it creates opportunities for big time holes. Oh, you want to stay in nickel? That's great. I'd love to match my six foot six, 250 pound tight end against your 180 pound nickel corner. Sounds like a good idea. Uh, so I love that. Whenever you go against a trend, you leave yourself an opportunity to make it difficult on teams to prepare for you. I think that is what Kyle Shanahan does. Um, so don't always go with the trends. See the trends going one way. Go the other way. It could actually work out better in your favor. And Mr. Corey says, what happened to Sagun Alubi? Uh, do not know, have not heard about him. He did not get claimed from waivers from everything that I understand. I'll continue to try to figure out what happened. But the 49ers did not add him to this practice squad right now. Of course, they have six linebackers on the on the current 53-man roster, even though on IR is Curtis Robinson, and they brought McCrary Ball onto the practice squad. That might be enough. But with them still having roster spots available on that practice squad, four, in fact, they could bring Saguna Luby in. So maybe Alubi's looking for another opportunity, and if that doesn't present itself, then he's going to come back. Uh, we'll see. I think the 49ers were waiting and seeing on some of the other guys. And then uh, Hill says, hey, Ant, when you have more yards, who do you have having more yards, Mitchell or Mason? Mitchell by a mile. I think Mitchell's going over 1,000 yards this year. I think Mitchell's going to be one of those guys that you thought he turned heads last year. This year, he turns even more. To me, he was the most explosive running back at camp. 
He was a guy that was making a lot of really important things happen. I was excited about how he looked. I was uh, frustrated that he had the hamstring injury. I'm hoping he's back to normal because I think if he is, he's going to light things on fire because his recognition of holes and his vision and now his second level elusiveness is at another level from the other guys. The only one closest to him, Jeff Wilson Jr., and even then, it's a long ways. Jordan Mason's a big physical running back. TDP's a big physical running back. But right now, they're still developing in the scheme, learning how to run uh, you know, in this system. They're getting vertical great, which I love. But their second level elusiveness, when they get to that second level, they're both just trying to run people over, make someone miss, get extra yards. I think that's when Jordan Mason will take that next step. Well, I think that development's going to happen during the year. But right now, uh, get excited because Elijah Mitchell, Jeff Wilson Jr. are also going to catch the ball in the backfield going to be a very exciting group plus i wonder how much third down we're going to see jeff wilson jr i think he might be the third down back uh jan says hey you're not wrong my guy welcome jan and you're not wrong my guy welcome for being in chat i believe this is jumping up and down for mason and post staying put yeah love it right i mean mason makes the team i think that was definitely the trend and i'm glad that he got that done oh passes through waivers the 49ers gamble but they figure that you know what if if all 32 teams or 31 teams were willing to pass him, or even the Niners, 32 teams, pass him for seven rounds, they were able to sign him as an undrafted free agent. They probably had things they didn't like about him. I'm sure length concerns a lot of football teams. Uh, the 49ers know what they got with Poe. Now they get to continue that development. Will it work out? Don't know. But at least you have the opportunity to continue to work with him and see how much better he could possibly get. Uh, Sean said, I would, days we have... Uh, Fat W for practice squad. Yeah, fantastic practice squad. Uh, it's very nice. Siggy says, sorry I'm late again. How's it going, Faithful? I think everyone's enjoying what's going on with this 49ers roster. They've really been putting a good one together. Livy says, uh, good deep pounding run game. Sounds old school. I'm pumped for the formula for success. I think that is Kyle Shanahan's formula moving forward. And what goes with that, so everyone would kind of understand what goes with that run game and with that solid defense is a as a play action a style of offense very similar to what you've seen from jimmy garoppolo now trey will take those shots down the field and those shots are going to be open because if you're running the football like the 49ers probably are those safeties are going to have to come into this box you're gonna have to come up and when you do the 49ers are gonna have opportunities down the field now trey lance is gonna have to hit those intermediate routes over the middle of the field he's gonna have to take advantage of that void that's gonna be uh, there because those linebackers are going to come up to try to stop the run. Those safeties are going to have to stay deep to stop the deep pass once Trey takes those shots. But if he can, he can hit these uh, wide receivers in stride. This offense can go, I mean, out of this world. I think that's what the exciting part of it is. The potential's there. Are they going to reach that potential? I don't know. That's why they play the games, right? That's why you got to go out there and get it done. But uh, overall, it's exciting. I really do like it. So um, Marvin Rose says, so what did they do with Purdy and Sudfeld? So Purdy is on the active 53-man roster. He's going to be our third quarterback uh, behind Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance. Of course, Jimmy Garoppolo will be the guy that the quarterback that dresses at games. You'll see those two dress. Brock Purdy will be inactive for games. So you won't see them dress three at any game unless there's an injury, at which time he'll be uh, elevated to two status. So uh, there'll be 52 other guys that they'll have to decide. Purdy will be one of them, one of the guys out there, uh, but he will not be dressing for games a lot. You know, a, a lot of the reason they kept Purdy up there was because in case they decide a, a trade situation comes up and Jimmy Garoppolo says, you know what, that trade situation sounds good to me. The Niners can move and they still have a guy. This is that that plan just in case. So that's what's going on with it. And in fact, Nate Sudfeld 
uh, signed with the Detroit Lions. So Nate Sudfeld goes to the Detroit Lions. I believe it's going to be the league minimum. So the 49ers are going to get some of that guaranteed money back. Uh, so they're not going to take the full hit of the $2 million that Sudfeld's hit was going to be. That's good news for the Niners as well, as Sudfeld goes and lands somewhere else. Um, and Mr. Corey says, what a draft class. All made the team, and the only one who didn't got claimed by the commanders. Yeah, only Tariq Castro-Fields is not going to be around the 49ers organization. And even look at the undrafted free agents they hit, they hit on. McCrary Ball, Quantrez Knight, Taylor Hawkins, Jason Poe. Uh, these guys have showed out, and, and now they're going to be a part of this practice squad. This practice squad looks dynamic. Uh, of course, we have a little bit better idea because we – we watch them every single day. We hear about them every single day. So, of course, these these players mean a lot more to 49er fans than us pundits that watch them all the time. But I, I think that when it comes down to it, uh, the 49ers are building themselves a really good 70-man roster. Not just a 53, but 70 guys. And we're probably going to have close to 80 that end up coming through, 80 to 85, uh, through the season this year and have to help either on the practice squad or on the active roster at some point just with injuries and everything that go on. And what's up, Brad Jones? Welcome. Sorry I'm late to the party. Obviously discussed Sermon, but do you reckon he ends up on the practice squad? I think if they can get him to the practice squad, they will 100% sign him to the practice squad. Because if I'm looking at this practice squad right now, the one thing that stands out to me right away, it is void of a running back. Uh, so because they don't have a running back, it means they're, they need to go ahead and get somebody. And go ahead and getting Trey Sermon would make a lot of sense. And waiting until now... To wave Trey Sermon means if he goes unclaimed, you have a better chance of signing him too as everyone's already started to load up on their practice squads, already claimed a bunch of players. So yeah, I think that would make a lot of sense. And the Niners definitely need to add one running back, maybe even two to the practice squad just in case they have injuries. I don't think injuries are going to be as bad this year. Jan says, oh my man, oh man, my feet cut out when you had, and when you had me a shout out. Sorry, Jan, I'll give you another sh shout out. What is up, my guy? I hope you're having a good one. Awesome. Uh, Bomber T says, Marvin Rose Purdy made the team. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so you, thanks for helping other people in chat when they ask questions. I appreciate that. Um, and I'm seeing some of these come through. Mr. Croix says, Elijah Mitchell had 962 yards last season on 11 games. He might have had 1,600 playing a 17. Uh, yeah, and he looks better now than he did before. What is up, Harold Murillo? I hope you're having a good day. Welcome to chat. Uh, there's a lot of... Uh, a lot of people in chat right now. Everyone's excited about the 49ers roster. Harold's very excited about the roster. Olivia says, tell him, man, preach play action off the run game and RPO to bootlegs. Yes, I love the RPO. I love it. Oh, man, the RPO is so fantastic. And we're going to see Trey Lance be able to employ that. They employ that. They ran that a little bit in the preseason. Uh, as soon as that action happened, you see those linebackers wanting to bite and come up field number one. They have to prepare for Trey Lance coming out the other side on the read option. But the other is, if you're not getting involved in that run game, you're not going to be able to stop the 49ers run game. I mean, that's the offensive line is built run block first. Uh, Trey Lance's legs also give you another avenue to be able to create. And then as soon as that linebacker commits, boom, right in that void, you hit that player. So I think there's going to be opportunities for the 49ers to win on RPO as well. I think that's going to be a big addition. So uh, well said there. I love that. Uh, and what is up, everyone that's in chat? Uh, David Campbell, what's up? How's it going? And David says it's because they kept all running backs on the 53. They did until now because they released Sermon. So now they're back to the traditional number four, you know, tailbacks. Kyle Uchek as the fifth running back. So they're back to a normal number. And now that they're back to a normal, uh, so now they can start putting people on the practice squad. So Sermon could be that guy. 
We'll see what happens. There's other guys out there as well. Uh, came in the chat yesterday, people talking about Jarrett Patterson, former Buffalo prospect, and that's Buffalo yeah, University, uh, University of Buffalo. Uh, but there was other guys who got released as, as well, including like Marlon Mack. Now, you get a veteran like Marlon Mack, uh, you're going to have to release another veteran. So I think it would be a younger player. Let's see what other young players are out there. Philip Lindsay also was released. I don't know if he's going to end up landing on another team, but he would make sense in Kyle Shanahan's system as well. That speed element is there. And those are guys who are team fits for the 49ers. I think option one is Trey Sermon. Option two would be one of those other guys that we're talking about. So uh, remember that. And then we got a $5 super chat from Harold. Thank you so much, Harold. I really appreciate that. I just want to thank you for the updates. Keep up the great work and let's go Niners. And thank you so much, Harold. I really appreciate that. Uh, that is big time. Always very thankful when people come through with the super chats. It means a lot, but just the nice things as well. And that always like having you guys in chat. It does a really good thing for all of us. Uh, so really appreciate that. And Harold had a question earlier. Is this the lineman from Cleveland good? Glad to see the Warriors are addressing the offensive line depth. The 49ers need to pro be proactive and keep moving the offensive line. Yeah, you know what? I want to get into more of the film. So I, I just watched a little bit of it when they signed him, but I wasn't as familiar uh, with him as, as I wish I was. But I saw some good things from him. I liked his setup. I liked the way he was handling the zone scheme. I saw him playing some offensive tackle reps. I believe he can move inside as well. But I think the 49ers are getting a guy that fits their mold. He's 6'6", 310, which means he fits what they want to do. Also, he played in Stefanski's offense, which is very similar zone scheme to what Kyle Shanahan does. So it's a plug-and-play situation. Niners bring him in. They see what he can do. Uh, and, and maybe he can help this football team. So I like the move overall. And they must have felt pretty compelled to not only put a claim in on him, but then to move off Trey Sermon once they got him. So I think that they're high on him. And I think that's good news for the 49ers who have 10 offensive linemen right now on the active roster. I did not think that was going to happen. I did predict nine, but 10 surprised me a little bit. Could we still see a little bit of a, another move? Could Daniel Brunskill possibly be going to IR? Could it be one of the young other young offensive linemen like Jalen Moore, who had a lot of injuries during training camp? That could happen. Uh, Nick Zakel as well. Let's see what other moves happen. We shall see. And what's up, Robert Aguilar? How's it going? Uh, glad to see you in chat. That's that's always fun uh, to have you around. And Roy Farmer says, what about Jason Verrett? Jason Verrett is, of course, starting on the pup list, which is physically unable to perform. He will be on the pup list for at least four games. So week five, Jason Verrett will be eligible to come back. If they need him, they only have five cornerbacks right now. If they need him, Jason Verrett will be activated and brought in. Uh, which could be a good time to bring him in because Kansas City will be on the horizon there on October 23rd. You want him for that. You want him for the second matchup against the Los Angeles Rams. So Jason Verrett coming in at that time could be just what they need now. If he's not right or you're still worried or a little hesitant, go ahead and pump the brakes. You can wait longer. You have until week 10 to bring Jason Verrett back. So I think the 49ers are going to be very strategic with when they bring Verrett back. But if they need him at that moment, go ahead and get it done. Don't worry about it. Brett is an absolute beast when he's healthy. Can he stay healthy is the bigger question. I hope he can. I want it for his sake. I want it for the 49ers. And dang it, I just like Jason Verrett. Uh, he's, he's just always going to be one of those guys that I'm a big fan of. Palmer T says, how about Jordan Mason? Wow, talk about a needle in a haystack. Yeah, I mean, from the first time, there's been people that have, have been J Jordan Mason truthers. I like him from the very first uh, moment. I liked him. I went back and watched my original breakdown of Jordan Mason, went over my notes. 
And, you know, I did like him, uh, but I was hesitant about a couple of things. And one of the things was ball security. Another was the way that he used to put his head down on second level contact. Those concerns are still there. Not so much ball security. He's taken care of that. He's gotten better at it. But his second level elusiveness is still something I want to see him develop at. But his uh, decisiveness, getting vertical, running with physicality has been impressive and enough to make this roster. He definitely deserved to be you know, a big time running back in this league. And we'll see what kind of reps it looks like. I wonder if it's going to be him or TDP that dresses for games. I don't expect them to dress all four of these tailbacks. I expect it to be three. Of course, both of those guys are going to compete on special teams as well. But one of those guys will be the short yardage back. Will it be Mason? Will it be TDP? It looked like it was going to be TDP all through preseason. That's how Kyle was using him. But let's see, because Jordan Mason does a very good job at it. I'm excited. Uh, Brad Jones says, forget it. Where is Jason Brett? Is he still in the pub before the 53 countdown? Meaning he can't play until week seven? Uh, yeah, so it, it was actually week four. So I know we got into this. And Roy Farmer with the $5 Super Chat says, Give a dog saying, hey, you, greeting joyfully. Thank you so much, uh, uh, Roy. I really appreciate it so much. Uh, always very thankful for you. And you've been a welcomed addition to the 40 Yards Cutback crew, leaving tremendous comments on videos, having nice Discord as well in chat. So always nice having you around. So thank you so much for the gift. I really, really appreciate that. And Robert Aguilar says, so what do you think of the offensive line? I saw the interior O-line didn't do too bad. They didn't. I mean, I went back over the first quarter of the film. The interior offensive line was not the problem. Justin Skule, Colton McKivitz had some struggles. Did Jason Poe miss some blocks? Yes. Uh, did Spencer Burford miss some blocks? Yes. Those are things that definitely still happen. So uh, they're continuing to work, but we got young players. We got young players on the interior that are going to get better and better and better. What I'm hoping is that when we get five six seven games of the year these guys find that chemistry uh find that cohesiveness and then they pretty much settle in if that happens corners have a really young interior offensive line that they can count on for years to come which is very exciting so uh yeah Tudor says hey aunt did you have alex's bachelor party yet no so alex's bachelor party is coming up this weekend uh so yeah that's gonna happen on saturday so i'm sure you'll get an update probably we'll keep that update over on slightly off sides uh, with horse. The horse will be there as well. So, uh, in fact, they'll you know we'll have a lot of a lot of fun talking about that. Uh, that'll be interesting. And Mr. Corey says, "And how confident are you that Tart is coming back?" I'm sixty forty that he's not coming back. Yeah, I mean, I I was one of those guys right away that said I would get Tart. Um, but the 49ers haven't done it yet. They still could do it. We don't know what Tart wants to do if he wants to come back. His tweet about full circle made me think he was coming back the 49ers but that hasn't materialized yet but also Dante Johnson hasn't signed anywhere or with the 49ers so we got Dante Johnson Jaquiski Tart as possibilities Sean Gibson was the signing for the Niners on the practice squad something to monitor uh, but we'll see if there's other I mean anytime you have a surplus at a certain position you continue to wait for the other shoe to drop for them to make some sort of a move so I mean it was it was six linebackers now they're down to five uh, but now we have four tight ends will they get it down to three there's always another move. We have 10 offensive linemen. Will they end up putting one of those guys on the IR and making room for Jaquiski Tart or for Dante Johnson? I think all those things have to be determined, but uh, I don't know. I'm going to put it at 50-50. I honestly don't know if he's going to come back or not. I don't know if the four yards are interested in him coming back. And uh, I just I, I think everyone thought it was a foregone conclusion. And uh, Ronnie says, has Tart signed anywhere? Not to my recollection. I've been watching to see if Tart is signed. I have not seen him sign yet. 
It was a slow process earlier. Uh, and we got a 20, a 1999 super chat from Shooter. I really appreciate Shooter says, well, Ant, tell Alex I uh, I bought him around. Will do, Shooter. Thank you so much. I'll make sure to tell Alex. Really do appreciate that for sure. Uh, yeah, that's big time. And Shooter's a big time uh, supporter and person that's always involved on Patreon, always involved in the channel. So thank you much, Shooter. You're one of the real ones. I really do appreciate it so much. Uh, Matthew Rowley says, just checking in to remind you that over a year ago, I called Jimmy still being on this team. He will finish the year as a starter too, barring injury. Matthew, you're consistent. Uh, and I'm always going to give you guys credit when you come, when you, when you say something and you come back, I have no problems giving you credit for it. I did not think he was going to be on this roster. I've been consistent about that. He is here. Uh, I don't know about him being a starter. I wouldn't go that far, but Matthew Rowley is. And you know what? If he is the starter at the end of the year, end of the year, Matthew, come back and tell me again. I have no problems with that. That says, when in doubt, just assume Brett is on the IR. Ouch. Beth, come on. Oh, man. Don't cut me deep with Jason Brett. I like me some Jason Brett. And what's up, Donald Johnson? Welcome to chat. Uh, it's been a while. I haven't seen you. Um, and then Avion says, that lineman from the Browns looks nasty. Hoping that that ends up working out for us. Uh, Avion, that would be really nice for the 49ers to go ahead and, you know, strike on one of these offensive linemen that they've been able to pick up. I think that would be tremendously huge. Uh, I'm excited about that. And I love the super sticker. Um, I'm taking a look at it right now from, uh, from Roy. I always love the super sticker. So, uh, those, those are great as well. Thank you for so much for that. Um, and then we got bang bang says we start three and zero with Jimmy easy. Ooh. So going with Jimmy, uh, from bang bang. Uh, there are people that do believe that is the case. Uh, so I'll go ahead and say this. Sean is asking about Alex. So for everyone that's on right now, Alex started a new job at the beginning of August as a teacher. Uh, he's been handling that. His schedule changed drastically. It made it more difficult to come on, especially with the fact that he's planning a, a wedding that is October 23rd. Uh, so Alex has been fully busy and not capable of coming on. So you get a lot of me. You get some horse over on Patreon with Slightly Offside. You get some Ant Hill show with Jay Hill. You get cover two with Warren. Uh, lots of cool stuff that way, but that's what you get right now. Uh, we've been talking to me and Alex. We're trying to work out a way for him to be able to come back for some episodes. Just difficult right now, but uh, I'm sure he appreciates all you guys being interested in where he's at. And, uh, you know, he, he's doing his thing right now as a teacher and, and preparing to, to say I do. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, Mr. Corey says they already did two things, Mason and Purdy, that made sense. They won't do a third by signing Tart. Uh, so Mr. Corey said, hey, they've reached the level of, of, of rational thinking that they can do. Two things that made sense. Can't do a third. Uh, it it kind of reminds me of uh, Austin Powers, you know, where he can't say the third, the third thing again. Uh, uh, that's kind of funny there, Mr. Corey. I like that one for sure. Um, Jan Stewart says called Purdy as the next GOAT. Oh, wow. Well, we're going GOAT status with Purdy. His third-string quarterback. You might want to pump the brakes on GOAT status. Hey, who, we don't we like bold around here, and Jan's getting bold. Really bold. Whoa. Uh, yeah, Mr. Corey says, so we started last season 3-0 with Jimmy Easy. Oh, Dwight, you got to do that. Uh, you got this. Uh, Ronnie says, you got us, though, Ant. Yeah, exactly. Thank you, Ronnie. You're right. Everyone in chat does such a good job. I always love coming into these live streams. Uh, the Cutback Crew does such a good job in chat, facilitating questions, having fun conversation. That's really what it's about. Uh, that's what I get excited about. That's why you see me smiling. I'm smiling because all you guys are here. Uh, so thank you so much, Ronnie, for that, because you're right. That's the that's the good point. 
Uh, and Sean's throwing out congratulations to Alex. Thank you so much. I'm sure he'll appreciate that as well. Juanito says, is, if there is a fair competition, Jimmy G is quarterback one, but head coach and front office don't want to look bad, so they must start Trey. We're going to find out because if Trey Lance goes out there and has tremendous struggles uh, and they do turn to Jimmy Garoppolo, it'll be evident. Uh, I don't expect those to happen. I expect there to be some ups and downs, uh, ebbs and flows, because Trey Lance is learning how to play quarterback in the NFL and just have a tremendous amount of um, apps, you know, and reps. Uh, but he's going to do just fine. And Kyle Shannon is is going all in on making sure he does put people around Trey Lance to make him successful. Four tight ends, five running backs, uh, big physical offensive line. He's saying, hey, this is what we're going to do. Then we're going to give you Danny Gray to take the top off the defense so the safety can't creep into that box. He's doing everything he can to put Trey Lance in a situation to be successful. The kid just got to go do it. Uh, Trey Lance's elusiveness and his ability to extend plays, I think is going to be huge for this offense. I want to see what scramble drills look like when Trey Lance moves outside the pocket or steps up and is able to escape how these uh, wide receivers and tight ends end up reacting to him. And if they can get on some sort of level, that could make for some huge plays for the 49ers. Plays we didn't really have with Jimmy. That could be a difference. Uh, Jimmy had things that are going to be different from Trey. Trey has things that are going to be different from Jimmy. Hopefully it balances out where we get really good performance and, and make some things happen for sure. Um, Bang Bang says, beat the Lions, beat the Eagles. 37 seconds less. D'Amico leaves middle of the field open. That's 3-0 easy. Uh, so going on there, Mosquito Killis, I think Trey is much better quarterback, but will have some bumps. I'm with you. I think he does have some bumps as well. Uh, Rick Diaz says, I like that shirt and hat, my friend. Yes, I wouldn't be your friend in the 40 yards faithful. Go, go, Niner. I, <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, so thank you so much for the, the appreciation of the hat and the shirt. I really like that. David says, Jimmy's a vet and always has ups and downs. I think everyone has ups and downs, uh, especially when you play football. What you're trying to do is stack good reps on good reps. You're just trying to have more ups than you have downs. But everyone knows that those downs are going to happen. That's just the way the NFL works. That's the way football works. And a lot of times, if you press too hard, uh, it, it becomes a real problem for you. So you just got to take it. You got to move forward. Uh, the way that Trey Lance handled what happened in the last preseason game was like, you know, I know what happened. I'm moving on. And, and that's how you got to handle it. Evaluate what went wrong. Evaluate what went right. Apply it and move forward. And I think he's going to do just fine with that. So uh, I'm okay with that. Uh, Jan says, Aunt Brady was a backup as well. Um, yeah, he was for, for a quick minute. He was a backup and then they, uh, went ahead and moved on from Drew Bledsoe after the injury, but you are right. Um, Harold says, I think it is fair to say that Trey has until game five or is that games five or six? Yeah. Five to show that a show a good performance. I don't foresee any issues, but in the worst case scenario, if the four yards are zero and zero and five, then Jimmy starts. I think he he's going to give, he's going to have a leash. He's going to have a pretty long leash. In fact, to be able to prove what he can do. Uh, and I think he's going to win games. He's already proven he can win games. He beat Houston last year. He did really well against a good Arizona team early on in that year. So I think that Trey Lance is definitely better than he was last year. He's going to continue to develop. And they've done a really good job of insulating and building a football team around him that's going to be able to accentuate his strengths and kind of hide his weaknesses early on in his career as he could develop as a starting quarterback. So I think that right now that's what they've done. Uh, and they've been very strategic about getting players that fit Kyle Shanahan's system. 
and players with unique skill sets that Kyle can utilize in his scheme. And once they're open, they can make plays. It's been very well done. The the tie between front office and coaching staff and how not only do they draft these players, but they develop them has been well done. And that's why with that unique relationship that they have, things have worked out well for the four years and why they continue to stack really good rosters year in and year out. Um, so I love it. And David Campbell says, with all those backs and tight ends, I'm expecting 45 runs a game. I'm not expecting 45. If they hit 45, they're winning that football game. Any game where they hit 45, they're absolutely winning. But I do believe that between 30 and 40 is a target and 35 uh, rushes a game. The 49ers will probably win more games than they lose. They'll keep that defense fresh. They will keep Trey Lance upright and have him being available to be able to go ahead and go out there and make some plays. So uh, I think, the, yeah, that's the case, and I really like it. Um, but that was a good comment right there from David Campbell. So what is up? Roy again with a, a, a super chat. I really appreciate it. Uh, it's a super sticker. Uh, so Roy is killing it right now with the super sticker with the hippo. Really appreciate it. 1999 super sticker. Thank you so much, Roy. Uh, I mean, I, I can't say it enough. Just thank you so much. Really do appreciate that. Uh, fantastic gift coming from Roy. And, and Roy, really do appreciate you. Uh, Shooter says, I see Jimmy more in the mentorship role, like how Trent Dilfer was with Alex Smith. That could be the case. I mean, he's going to be somebody that Trey, that Trey can lean on. Because Jimmy's seen it. Jimmy's been through everything. He's dealt with the media. He's dealt with, you know, the blitzes. He's dealt with this defense and that defense. He understands. Uh, so he's got, Trey's got the best group around him, right? He's got Clay Kubiak, who lived with his dad uh, and understands this offense inside and out. Clay Kubiak is the young guy. You got Brian Greasy, who played in the system for Mike Shanahan. He's got tremendous uh, experience and understands what he needs to do. And then you have Jimmy Garoppolo. You have a trifecta, a triangle around Trey Lance to help uplift him and then give him the necessary, uh, you know, advice and help that he can go ahead and succeed. They've done a really good job of building around him. So I, I really like Jimmy G in that aspect of having him there. We always said from a football standpoint, it made the most sense. He's the best backup quarterback in the league, and it's not close. The 49ers went from having, you know, a good quarterback room to having the best quarterback room in the entire league. Um, so. Yeah, and, and Harold's right. Purdy will benefit from Jimmy as well. I'm, I'm with you. Purdy's going to get better because of Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, it worked for Mullins and Beathard. They got better. Uh, did they ever reach the levels that everyone was hoping? No. Uh, but, I mean, Purdy's got ice in his veins. That guy, he does not get nervous. He makes some throws. He takes some chances. Whew. I mean, he is really, really good. Uh, I, I love that. Um Keto Killer says he beat Houston. That was on a win streak. That was a big win. That is the reason the 49ers made it to the playoffs and were able to do the damage that they did. So, uh, yeah. And then um, Marvin says they seem to be deep in the defensive backfield. Yeah, they're deep. It's interesting because they right now only have three safeties on the active 53-man roster with Odom, Kufonga, and more. Uh, we look for them to make some sort of move. Of course, Taylor Hawkins and Tishon Gibson could be elevated from the practice squad or game day. So that could be one of the fourth guys. That's interesting. Then they kept five corners as well. Of course, once again, a couple guys on the practice squad that they could use, including Quantrez Knight. Um, so maybe there's going to be, maybe that's how they're just going to build this right now and have that extra guy come from the practice squad. We shall see. And what is up, Lou? Uh, I like that. And Juanito says, in your opinion, what will it take for a, for a move to Jimmy G? 
Uh, I think it's gonna have, it's gonna take a ton. I think it really is because you want to build the confidence of this young quarterback. I think if the 49ers did struggle, um, and Trey, it's not like they were losing football games as a team, but Trey was just struggling. Three interceptions a game, you know, under 50% completion percentage. And through three or four games, I think the Niners would make a move. I don't see that being the case. Everything I saw from Trey Lance doesn't make me think that's going to happen. I think this is Trey Lance's team. I think the only way Jimmy Garoppolo is going to become QB1 is if Trey suffers an injury. And I'm, I mean, heaven forbid that happens. I, I think that's what would take for Jimmy to take the reins unless he just had that absolute struggle. I don't think Trey's going to have that much of a struggle from everything I've seen from him. Uh, he's looked pretty good so far. Donald says, what will happen to Nate uh, Scrubfeld? Uh, Nate has signed with Detroit, which Bomber T lets you know. Thank you so much, Bomber T. Sorry, I'm a little bit late on some of these comments, um, but I'm trying to make sure I get all of this. Uh, Lou said, Sermon, Ant, did you see that coming? Well, actually, I thought it was going to happen before. If you guys all remember my 53-man roster prediction, I released Trey Sermon. I waved Trey Sermon. That was the one that I waved. I was a little surprised when it ended up being Jermichael Hasty. So uh, I think I was a little surprised when he didn't get waived yesterday. And then surprised when he didn't get when he did get waived today because I was like, wait, I thought that was going to happen yesterday, but it didn't. So I think you know Trey Sermon ultimately not being on this team didn't surprise me. Just looking at the roster, the way it was made up, uh, the potential of somebody like Jordan Mason and TDP hey, just couldn't go off with the potential. And thank you so much, KNDR, uh, re up the membership. Always enjoy that. So thank you for being a channel member. Uh, channel members are definitely appreciated. Uh, so thank you so much for being a channel member of KNDR. Bang Bang says, El Triangulo de Oro. I like that. Uh, my Spanish, not as good. I did my best. Uh, Roy says, I love your show. Do you, do, a you do a very great job letting us know about our team. Thank you so much, Roy. I really appreciate that nice comment. Davis says, I missed the beginning of the stream. Did the 49ers get Quantrez to the practice squad? Yeah, let me, let me review these practice squad players for everyone that jumped in late uh, so you know. So first off, let me go through the fact that they, they released, and I'm sure everyone knows they waived, I'm sorry, waived uh, running back Trey Sermon to make room for offensive lineman Blake Hance, who they claimed off waivers from the Cleveland Browns. Uh, they signed Tyler Croft, signed Jordan Willis to one-year deals, and then put Curtis Robinson and Jimmy Ward on the injured reserve. They also announced they've signed 13 practice squad players. They signed defensive lineman Alex Barrett, safety to Sean Gibson, Offensive lineman Alfredo Gutierrez, who doesn't account, count against their number because he's a part of the International Exchange Program. Safety Taylor Hawkins, cornerback Quantrez Knight, which was huge. Wide receiver Tay Martin, linebacker Marcelino McCurry Ball, which is awesome. Offensive lineman Jason Poe, we all needed that. Wide receiver Willie Sneed, veteran wide receiver presence. Defensive lineman Akeem Spence, veteran defensive line. Offensive lineman Keaton Sutherland surprised me a little bit, but familiarity with Erster. Uh, and with Kyle Shannon, you know, he, he's on this squad right now. Defensive lineman Kamoko Ture, absolutely huge. I did not think he was making it to the practice squad. I thought somebody was going to offer him a contract, but I think he really did like it here with Chris Sarek and the staff. And then the last one that has been announced so far, wide receiver Malik Turner, uh, which is huge because he's a special teams guy. So they can elevate him as one of the guys they elevate off the practice squad. They can do that three times without having to make a decision if he's going to be a part of the permanent active roster i think that is really good news for the 49ers and the way that they've built this group overall uh it's really good and and candy r said uh, as a part of his member uh 12 months of a member wow it's fantastic that though will bring the lions back into relevancy and the nfl will be forced to acknowledge him as the tribal chief love the consistency from 
uh, KNDR. He's sticking with his guy. Gotta love that. So that was the practice squad the 49ers have put together. Of course, they can still add names to it. Right now, uh, according to my numbers, they have the six veterans, which means Dante Johnson and and uh, the Whiskey Tart cannot join the practice squad. Uh, but it doesn't mean they can't also move one of those practice squad guys eventually if they end up getting another young guy, like adding a young offensive lineman, for instance, that has less than three accrued seasons, add him to your practice squad, and then move on from Keaton Sutherland, creating a veteran spot. You guys kind of see how I'm going with this, but they could definitely get that going. Uh, Bob says, defensive end, Alex Barrett seems ready. He has looked so good, uh, Bob. I mean, Alex Barrett has gotten better and better every year. I think the first time I really took notice of him was in 2020. The 49ers had all those injuries, and he came up and he played so good. And it was like, okay, I'm going to keep an eye on number 64. Of course, he's went through a couple of number changes since then. But I thought this year they played him interior. They played him on the outside. He looked good. If something happened and you need to turn to Alex Barrett, I think you're comfortable with him being a part of that rotation. I'm kind of surprised no team has taken a chance on this guy. I like Alex Barrett as well. So a uh, good one there from, from Bob. I love it. And Jan says this team is stacked. I'm with you. I really like it uh, for sure. And Rick says our quarterback trade is going to be okay this season. He knows what he has to do. Offense to move or Trey uh, change forward to do a lot of things. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think you're. I think Trey's going to handle business, Rick. I think you're right. Mr. Corey says, I wished we would have traded Hasty to Jacksonville for Walker Little. Mr. Corey, why'd you have to do that to me? Exactly, right? I'd rather have Walker Little than Hans. I would have loved that trade. Oh, man, Mr. Corey, why you got to put that out there in the ether? Now I got to think about that all day. Uh, yeah, I love Walker Little. Uh, that would have been fantastic. Luke Luna says, Wilson going to get more yards than the other guys because if Mitchell gets hurt, Wilson gets elevated. He's proven and proven to be a good. That's good. Luke's going out there with, I love the comment. So Luke, if that happens, make sure you come back and tell me, hey, I said this. And I'll try to remember that as well. That's a that's a good statement. And Jeff Wilson Jr. has looked pretty good all through training camp. Lou says, was watching Chapman earlier at 49ers cap and said Jimmy's cap hit will be $14 million with the money. Um, I believe, yeah, I think it has to do with his bonuses. I, I had a full breakdown on my phone. Let me look at it real quick, guys. I don't normally like going to the phone, um, but I went ahead and I, I grabbed this earlier. And so I'll uh, bring it up so I can go over the numbers so everyone can see it. So it's $6.5 million guaranteed for Jimmy Garoppolo. 500000 total in per-game roster bonuses. So he gets $29,000 every time he's active. Um, so every game he's active, he's going to get $29,000. He's going to end up getting that five hundred k. He gets 250000 for each game. He makes 25% of more of the offensive snaps. Um, so, you know, if he's playing a lot of snaps, he's getting 250 k uh, Another 100000 for each of those games that the team wins. Uh, so that's an added win bonus. 500000 for the one playoff game if he takes more than 50% of the snaps. So if he has to play a playoff game and plays 50% of the snaps, he gets five five hundred k $500 more for offensive snaps in the conference championship game. Five hundred k if he wins the conference championship game. $1 million if the 49ers take 50% or more of the offensive snaps in the Super Bowl, a 15.45 maximum value. He has no trade clause and no franchise tag. And let me say this with the end of it. If he's taking those snaps in the champ conference championship game and the Super Bowl and the 49ers win, uh, they will have no problem paying him those. And yeah, you're right. Likely, unlikely to be earned. Uh, they So they go they go ahead and go on to the, the previous year. Um, so, I mean, the, I'm sorry, the future year's uh, cap. So they won't strike the 49ers this year. They could end up on next year's if he ends up being able to have all those things come through. 
Yes, that is the case. Rick says, hey, my friend. Talking about Alfredo Gutierrez. Yeah, the Mexican guy from Mexico. Uh, he's cool. I see him, and he's ready to play. I like Alfredo Gutierrez. I've liked all the work that he's put in. I've seen him get so much better. Uh, it, it it's, it's really fun to watch. I was excited for him that he got to get into the preseason game. Uh, that was great. So Alfredo Gutierrez is one of the good ones. You got you to gotta love that. And what's up, Garish? Welcome to chat. Always like to see when you come through. Uh, Garish says, I want to see Jason Poe pass rusher. Same body type as Aaron Donald. Moves quite well. As far as body type and athletic ability, he looks like a Chris Cassera guy. Uh, just would he be able to translate and, and transition this late in his career to a defensive lineman? Now that he's on the practice squad, they could do some stuff with him. We'll see. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll definitely see. And, and Luke says, Ant, does Kyle make the kids cry by using a two-quarterback system around game three when we start playing against the playoff teams? That is interesting because a lot of the conversation was last year when they were doing um, you know, the Shanna plan, playing two quarterbacks at the same time. There was two two things that came out about it. I don't know which one of these are absolutely true, but Kyle Shanahan did say uh, getting into a rhythm was a little bit more difficult as teams played one way in preparing for Trey Lance and played another way preparing for Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, and that it was it was hurting his rhythm a little bit. Then there was the rumors that came out, and I don't know if these are true. These are uns unsubstantiated. I don't want to say that they are substantiated, but that players went to, you know, veteran players went to Kyle Shanahan and said, hey, uh, we want Jimmy Garoppolo out there. We don't want the interchanging things going on. Um, I don't know if that's the case. I think that it probably just threw Kyle Shanahan off. If they were willing to do it, if Kyle had worked those things out, I would be okay with that. But I do think Trey uh, is ready to handle business. So, I mean, is it a possibility? Yes. Um, do I think they're going to do it? Uh, and JLS says, thought they signed Sneed to the practice squad. They did, yeah. So if I didn't read Sneed... They definitely did sign Snead to the practice squad. So that that did happen. Um, and he is he is on the 49ers practice squad moving forward. Uh, so that is good news for the Niners. Um, because having a veteran guy that you know could play the way that Snead plays, and then also just having him available in case something happens to Ray Ray McLeod, he can come up and return. He's in, you know, he's a plug and play, he can handle business. So uh that's a really nice player to have available. And the Fourers have done a really good job of building this practice squad overall. Um so yeah, and Mr. Corey says, the last thing we need is more D linemen and less O linemen. We have 10. Mr. Corey, we have 10 offensive linemen right now. We have 10 defensive linemen right now. 49ers have basically built out both of these linemen. Uh, it's fantastic. So right now, 10 offensive linemen, most of the time teams keep eight. So the 49ers have definitely made sure they've gotten offensive linemen. So we'll see. Uh, and then uh, Lou says, it's figured from Garoppolo last year and will count against the cap this year. And any credits that he doesn't earn will be a credit next year. Yeah, so what happens is any of those uh, roster bonuses, I'm sorry, not roster bonuses, um, any of the production bonuses he doesn't reach. So if he doesn't, if he's not able to play those snaps and all that, it doesn't kick in, it doesn't happen. But if he does get those, if he does reach those roster bonus levels, though that money does kick in next year. So that would be on next year's salary cap and not on this year. That's how this year's cap stays lower. Overall, it worked out very nice for the 49ers. And still, if they end up having to count on Jimmy Garoppolo to play games, he's rewarded for playing as a starting quarterback in this league. That's why the contract ends up being win-win for both sides. If Jimmy's asked to play, he's getting paid for it. And if he's not, they're paying him like a backup. I think that's a good way to handle it overall. Um, and Pocket says, uh, need more linemen. Yeah, let's just make them all linemen. Uh and then Mr. Corey taking a shot at McGlinchey. 
Uh, can't do it. Pocket says, I want 53 linemen. <laughs> I love that. Sometimes that's how it feels when you have the 49ers, right? It's going to be uh, 53 linemen. But Jan's right. It all starts in the trenches. I know I like it. I love when the I love when the trenches are talked about. And 49ers offense and defensive lines are probably talked about more than any other team talks about their linemen around the league. Uh, the fact we know who our offensive line coach is and Chris, uh, I'm sorry, and uh, Chris Forster, and that our defensive lineman is uh, Chris Kacarek. I mean, how many how many teams know? I mean, I know John Benton is the New York uh, Jets line coach, and that's because he used to be the 49ers line coach. So I think we know a lot about the offensive and defensive line because of the approach that John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan take towards this football team. But I'm not sure a lot of people have that same, you know, uh, understanding of what their coaching staffs are. And I think that's really cool. So uh, that's one of those uh, nice things coming from the 49ers. Um, and then Hal says, uh, San Diego State, Taylor Hawkins has great speed coverage. So, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you a lot, Hal, because he was, as soon as I watched him play, when the 49ers signed him on the practice squad, I gave him a star player, which means he's a guy that I really like him to watch. I did not believe he was going to be able to make this team, but I've been saying from the beginning, he was better than Leon O'Neal Jr. He fit what they wanted to do on defense. I think he could make an impact on this team in the later half of the season and then maybe down the road in 2023. So I absolutely love Taylor Hawkins. He's one of my guys as well. Jack says, TCC, sorry I'm late. What's your assessment of the offensive tackle from the Browns? So, Jack, I've watched limited film so much uh, that I, I haven't really got a full breakdown. But what I did get into a little bit. I like some of his sets. I like the way he was able to get to second level. Those things look good. Uh, his pass sets were pretty good. He definitely fits the 49er scheme. He's a run block guy first, pass block second, six foot six, 310 pounds, who played in a similar scheme with Stefanski in Cleveland. So I like overall the pickup. I think he gives athletic ability and size to a position the 49ers are definitely looking for. Uh, he's traveled around. He was undrafted in 2019. But I think he's a guy the Niners are willing to take a risk on. I just wonder what's going to happen now. Uh, you have 10 offensive linemen, right? You, you're, you're not dressing more than probably eight or nine at the game, nine uh, preferably. So they're going to have to make some decisions there. And I'm, I'm wondering what happens. But overall, I like him. I'm going to actually get into his film uh, sometime in the next couple of days, break it down. That way I can give you guys a more detailed uh, breakdown of how I feel about him. But just the initial looks at him, I like some of the things he did. There was definitely some things he needed to work on. But that's what to be expected about a player that gets uh, waived and you were able to claim. There's going to be something there that the other team didn't like. And you got to figure out if you can, uh, number one, get that guy in and develop him and make him better. Or if he's not going to be able to make it. And they felt like he was a guy they need to add to their roster that he could help this team moving forward. So uh, we'll, we'll see. I want to get more into it. Mr. Corey throws out Bob McKittrick. Love that. I love that. Uh, and Pockets is with, with us about Taylor Hawkins. Says, we'll develop into a great safety. I agree. Uh, I'm, I'm with you on that. And Christopher Blankenship says, so is the roster at 53 at the moment? It is at 53 at the moment. They moved um, Jimmy Ward. They moved Curtis Robinson to the IR by doing so they freed up two roster spots those roster spots went to Jordan Willis defensive lineman and to Tyler Croft the tight end um so the 49ers now have four tight ends they have 10 defensive linemen but they weren't done there because they did go ahead and claim you know a offensive lineman as well so they they went ahead and put in a claim for a guy and they got him and that player is offensive lineman Blake Hance they got him from the Cleveland Browns um, so they add him, and then to to make room for him, they went ahead and moved on from Trey Sermon. They waived Trey Sermon. Trey Sermon will have to potentially, you know, he could get claimed on waivers by another team. If he clears, the 49ers could try to bring him back on the practice squad. 
which they might do because they have no running backs on their practice squad right now. Uh, so it, it could happen. And uh, Marvin Rose says, it was legal, Lou, uh, and everybody in the league did it all the time. Bob McKittrick, the cut block, knee killer, it was legal. And I'm going to say the reason why, because they were able to get fully parallel to the line, like to the to the ground. If you're parallel like this, it was legal. If you got it like this, it became a leg whip. It wasn't a leg whip because they were parallel. So it was a good body block. And that was the difference of some of the rules last year. Or, I mean, I'm sorry, in the in the past, not last year. Whew. Uh, a few decades ago, rules were definitely different. You were able to block below the waist down the field. You were able to make those body blocks. You just couldn't leg whip them. And getting horizontal like that made it work. Uh, so Marvin Rose says, would someone please claim Trey Sermon? Anyone, you never know, someone might. Uh, that That's potential. And there's a, a ton of running backs around the league that got released and waived as well. The 49ers might be interested in. I'm fully expecting to sign at least one to the practice squad. They do have roster spots available uh so maybe and roy says i love that we keep our seven round uh, seven round draft pick quarterback a lot of people are very high on brock purdy and very excited that they kept him so that is good news as well and pockets i want cheesecake because of your name uh donald well done <laughs> donald sees the pockets uh the cheesecake and says you know what i, I I'm, I'm hungry now and you know what actually you're making me hungry pockets thanks so much uh, welcome to chat, by the way, Pockets. I always love when people come in, especially uh, new people. Thank you so much. Thank you, everyone that is in here right now. And if you're in here right now, I want to say to you, thank you. And if you have the opportunity to go ahead and like, I really appreciate it. There is some loose likes out there uh, that are available. I appreciate if you gave the video a like. Thank you so much. If you haven't subscribed already, go ahead and give a subscription. It costs you nothing, um, but it does a lot for the channel overall. It helps me out. And I really appreciate that as well. And you know, there's going to be more stuff that comes out, of course, uh, tomorrow is the full Q&A. So if you have questions, you can hop on, give us a full Q&A. That is tomorrow, uh, Thursday at 5 o'clock. If you're on John Chapman's Patreon, then you can go check out our show over there on his Patreon tomorrow. Me and John Chapman at 2 o'clock. That's going to be fun as well. So uh, we're working into the season. We're getting this thing going. And I'm thankful that all of you are here because we're going to have an exciting week because next week is all about those Chicago Bears. Wait, oh, I can't wait for this game. Uh, to happen i'm I'm fully fully into this for sure uh if we can get the this bear game here quicker uh, that's that's what i want we're gonna get finally gonna get some college football over the weekend there's gonna be some good games but i'm excited for the nfl uh christopher says seeing the lineman we picked up and joey bosa on his behind i did see that clip as well you know i think that was the the first uh thought and and jag is saying that the bears have claimed sermon uh so if the Bears claim Sermon, if that is confirmed, uh, then that means that, you know, we're going to be seeing Trey Sermon here pretty soon. Uh, so Trey Sermon could be playing the 49ers at, in the first game. That would be breaking news uh, right there. I'm going to go ahead and confirm. Um, I haven't seen anything yet. I just see that he's being waived. But if that is that is what happened, um, that is interesting. Sure. Uh, Trey Sermon potentially landing. Um Landing with the Chicago Bears. I mean, who who would have thought that? Well, actually, a lot of people thought that was going to happen because they kept talking about the fact that Trey Sermon going and playing with Justin Fields made a lot of sense for them. Um, so maybe, maybe that would happen. Let's see. Um, go ahead and and checking checking out the the Twitter sphere. But anyways, uh, that that might happen. Anyways, uh, Lou says not just a seventh round pick, but Mister Irrelevant. Yeah. 
Dubing Sound says, where is Tart? Is he coming back? Uh, right now, Tart is unsigned. Tart is available. I don't know if he's going to come back. I, that was the first call I was going to make if I was the San Francisco 49ers, and I knew that I had Jimmy Ward out. I would have went ahead and signed him for sure. Uh, you want to make sure that you have, you know, um, have that guy on your roster. That's what you need. Uh, that's really what you need out there. You need that guy to go ahead and come in and play. And and Tart would have made a lot of sense for the 49ers. They needed a guy. Um, they needed a guy to come in and play. And right now they haven't brought in Tart. Maybe they will at some point. Um, but they haven't been willing to do that. But he's still available. And we'll see if Tart ends up coming back. That's a good question. Soothing uh, for sure. Chances I'm having Angus Sliders. Ooh, that's a good choice. Uh, Ronnie says Bulky is going to snag Sermon just like he did Hasty. Uh, he definitely was all over Hasty. So maybe. Uh, maybe that's the case. Uh, Sermon will sit in Chicago coming from Marvin. People aren't really feeling that one too much. So yeah, I mean, there's a there's a lot of thought processes on that. But if Sermon ends up, you know, moving on and going to Chicago, I think the 49ers would be okay with that. They're willing to move on from him, which means they're willing to run the risk of him being claimed. They felt that the offensive lineman so made a lot of sense. And and thank you so much, uh, AJ Alvarado, for the subs subscription. I really appreciate that. Helped the channel out so much. So uh, that's big time. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, and you know what? We got another question here. It says, uh, or actually it's a, a comment from Flat Plain, Oregon. Thurman in a power spread with a mobile quarterback? That is interesting. And, and you know, it's a player that he's comfortable with. Him going and playing with Chicago and playing with Justin Fields, uh, they played together at Ohio State. So right away, that's familiar. I thought Trey Sermon playing in shotgun made more sense for him overall. That makes sense. I think that's always a good sign for your football team when you get uh, him in shotgun because he does not fit the traditional run game that Kyle Shanahan wanted. Now, I think Bobby Turner and Kyle Shanahan thought they could develop Trey Sermon into that running back they were looking for. That wasn't the case. Luckily for them, they doubled up and went with a guy like Elijah Mitchell that had a lot of traits that did favor Kyle Shanahan's system. So the continued development of Trey Sermon uh, was evident. He did get better this year, but not enough to make this football team. So uh, there you go. Uh, maybe at some point, you know, Trey Sermon will have a good career. I kind of hope he does. I like Trey Sermon. I like the way he's been playing uh, He he as far as he got better. You know, did he get better uh, at a high enough level to be able to make this roster? No. But uh, maybe he'll get better and play really good for one of these other teams. Mr. Corey says, nowhere is it saying Sermon was claimed by Chicago. Yeah, I haven't seen it either. I did do some look-arounds. Uh, so maybe Jag was asking the question if he would be claimed by Chicago, and it wasn't so much of a statement. I don't know that for sure. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what ends up coming out of that. And if he is claimed, I mean, Chicago's one of the first teams that's going to be able to claim him. So if he is claimed, then he'll be able to make an impact on their football team. I think that would be really nice for them. Uh, yeah, so I, that's a that's a good move if, if they end up getting him. But thank you guys so much for joining me for the 49ers news update and practice squad edition. 49ers make some continual moves to be able to build their 53. I don't think they're done. I think we're going to see more moves in the coming days as they continue to build up this roster for the rest of the season. But I'm really excited to have everyone come through. Thank you for all the super chats, for everyone that came through and had just a wonderful conversation. I really appreciate that. Guys done so much. Also, the new subscriptions. You guys are really, really the best. And there was a couple of questions that came in, so I'll get those right before I check out. Soothing says, are there restrictions on sharing info from prior team if waived? No. No restrictions. They can give away whatever they want to give away. The good news is 49ers game planning hasn't started for Chicago until next week. He won't know what's going on. And Jag says, what do we do about the safety situation? I think they're going to bring someone up. It's either going to be Tayshawn Gibson that comes up as the fourth tight end, as a guy they elevate off the practice squad, or they'll bring back Dante Johnson. 
or they'll bring back Jaquiski Tart. I think those are the options for the 49ers right now. I'm sure they're going to address the safety position because they're not going into game one with three guys. So yeah, there we go. And and thank you guys so much. I really appreciate it. Thanks everyone that's filling up chat. Shooter and Donald, I had a great episode. I had a lot of fun interacting with all of you. And I'm looking forward to interacting with you again tomorrow. So make sure you guys hop on for the five o'clock uh, show tomorrow. We're going to have a full Q&A. You bring the questions. We'll have a fun conversation. So thank you guys all so much. I hope you guys all have a great day. Stay safe and remember the right way is always the 49ers way.